You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 106, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it is lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, they are waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, right now, as you just heard, we have snow falling. Yes, absolutely there is snow falling. Uh, the good news is there's not a lot of it. And the other good news is I don't think it's going to last that long. But uh, different parts, definitely seeing some flakes. Other parts, it's a little more drizzle. But definitely in uh, certain parts of our area, they're getting a little bit of snow. So it depends on, on uh, where you are. And that's going to obviously affect... Uh, whether you're seeing snow or rain. I know that some people are getting rain. And then other people, let me just um, go around the region here. So, okay. For instance, in Woonsocket right now, you're seeing snow. But south of Providence, you're, you're seeing rain. You're seeing rain. Um me check um as a matter of fact let me just check in and we'll see exactly where the the line is yeah providence has drizzle but in the north they're getting rain let me also just check the worcester area worcester is snow yep and 33 degrees so but the good news is it it's not i don't think it's going to be a lot and then tomorrow looks like a little more like rain so depending on where you are Depending on where you are, some people getting rain, and and then other people are, in fact, um, getting snow. Let me see. Schemmel, Poland, 32 degrees and snowing. Delightful. And <laughs> let's at 33 degrees. Meanwhile, let me check the airport, which used to be a big area. There was a good George Carlin bit about that. Who lives at the airport? TF Green, 36 and drizzle. So there you go. And it looks like a dry night. Looks like a dry night. All right. Let's bring you up to speed on everything that is going on, both local and national. I mentioned I was in the courtroom this morning, and I was there yesterday um, for the <clears throat> Officer Dolan trial. So the uh, Officer Dolan trial. Um, he is, in fact, the police officer was off duty. So I want to play the, um, let's see, I, I want to play some of the sound of that. But I'm also following, um, huh, that's interesting. Let's see. Uh, there's something on Twitter that's causing a lot of attention. My six-year-old shadowing at a potential new school. 
one where he he doesn't have to wear a uniform. So we told him, pick out whatever he wanted, and sure enough, he picked out his favorite dress. If everyone could have his sense of self-confidence. Now, someone had sent to me um, oh, huh, on Twitter, there's no picture, but I see. So what they're sending, that's, um, all right, I want to, I want to find it. I want to find it. I'm not saying I'm going to share it, but so that's different. Let me, um, a lot of people buzzing about it. And then they, it is, um, so you, there it is. All right, there she is. So she's got three children. Look like lovely. Executive Director of the Rhode Island Democrat Party, Emily Howe. So now I'm not one of her friends, so I don't see all her photos. But someone posted a picture, has a photo that she has um, the young boy is standing there in a dress. So that's that's interesting. That's um that's different. Um lad in a dress. Huh. So we told him pick out whatever you want and he's off to shadow a new school. Pick out whatever he wanted and he asked if he could wear a beautiful dress. So there's the young five-year-old standing there. You know, I don't, um, that's the executive director of the Democrat Party. That is the executive director. Of the, <laughs> that's where the Rhode Island Democrat Party is at right now. That's where it is. So that is, um, oh, let me see what's going on in Washington. Massive crowd. The first post-Roe March for Life. Puts the woman march to shame. So it's a, it is a massive crowd in, in D.C. I'm just checking some other things on Twitter here. Let's see. Trans-identified male at center of Santi YMCA controversy. The trans-identified male exposed himself to a 17-year-old girl at the YMCA facility in California. Step forward to reveal his identity. I'm the scary transgender woman who the child misidentified as a man. You know, I um, I, I I don't I don't want to get down a rabbit hole on on these stories because it it seemingly is just going to be endless. Now this um, row march for life, I think this is the annual within the Nick Sandman right. I think that's that's where that happened. All right, let me see this. Nicole Salas, two secretaries at Urgent Kid just told me wearing masks is mandatory while not wearing masks themselves. I said, then why aren't you wearing them? I just said mine down for a minute. She doesn't have one at all. Silence and stares. You know, it's, I, I don't know. Is that, um, is that where we're at right now? That everyone's still arguing about, Everyone's still arguing about uh, masks and the the transgender 
I, I, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, so you have a five-year-old boy who's going to go to a school and the mother says, you pick out whatever you want. And he picks out and he's wearing a dress. Now, I, I think it's, I think it's fair to, I think it's fair to just wonder if, in fact, you know, was he doing that because he felt that's what the mother wanted him to wear? Or did he really want to wear that, that dress? What if he had come down in a bathing suit? Is, is, it, is it possible in 2023 to have a discussion on appropriate dress? Apparently not. <laughs> now, let me also just see this other story. City councilor files defamation lawsuit against website operator. This is in the Boston Globe. Boston City Councilor Julia Maisha has filed a defamation libel suit against the operator of a website who used the brand Turtle Boy, alleging he knowingly published false statements about her last year and in 2021. Aidan Kearney, who runs the website's social media accounts, is the sole defendant named. Complaint accused of intentional infliction of emotional distress. The statements made by Turtle Boy are defamatory and libelous, said her attorney, Anthony Elson. Looking forward to her day in court, she'll prevail. Complaint addresses statements Turtle Boy published what two instances he says involved this counselor. Some of the statements refer to a murder scene in Boston in 2021. The other statements were published last month, and they refer to the alleged attempts to question Menja about accusations she was involved in a drunk driving incident. Complaint cites four tweets published between December 14th, December 19th. One describes a visit he made to home to ask some questions about a report she was involved in a DUI was covered up by a rogue Boston cop. Statements were knowingly false, made with malice, as well as total disregard of the truth. You know, I don't remember the last time someone was being sued on for tweets. It's normally something published, but the Globe has submitted requests to the city of Boston seeking records about the alleged incident. Several requests are pending. The Globe has not verified the reports. Boston police declined to comment. In an email, Turtle Boy said he looks forward to defending the First Amendment, free press in court. It's unfortunate elected officials try to use the power to silence an award-winning journalist for reporting on matters of public concern that involve her. On his website, he learned about the complaint after media coverage of the lawsuit was relayed to him. The news website Universal Hub was the first to report on the complaint. Attorney Mark Rendaza, a free speech lawyer who has offices in Gloucester and Las Vegas, said he plans to defend Turtle Boy. Every journalist and every news publication in Massachusetts should recognize the accidental threat Cases like this have on our ability to report on matters of public concern. As for comment, counsel said, I believe the complaint speaks for itself. On December 19th, she posted a three-minute video on YouTube during which she said she's under attack by white supremacists who are body shaming her and falsely accusing her of being addicted to drugs. Oh, that's right, because I think because she lost weight. Her lawsuit seeks a jury trial and requests monetary awards for damages. 
attorneys' fees and costs. So we'll we'll follow that. I mean, who knows when that, in fact, may end up in court, when that may end up in court. Um, all right, let me get to, at 118, some of the um, other... Um, other news of the day, so to speak. I, I know that um, there's certainly a lot going on with. Uh, interesting. Oh, okay. This is new. Former President Trump has with, withdrawn his lawsuit against the New York Attorney General. That's interesting. Yale has announced changes to its policies to support students' mental health, including allowing students the ability to take time off from school. Hmm. Um, let me see what else we have. Um, wow. Alabama town discovers late farmer secretly paid strangers pharmacy bills for nearly a decade. Parents of the six-year-old who shot the teacher speak out for the first time. Boy, that is just... Okay. President Biden has broken his silence on the handing of the classified documents. Let me play a little bit about that. And then I want to play the uh, the part about the, the parents and the six-year-old. All right. Here is President Biden breaking his silence. You're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. For more now, let's go to our senior White House correspondent, Mary Bruce. Mary, good morning. Good morning, Whit. Yeah, the president confident there is no there there, but he is also clearly frustrated and pushing back. There are still a lot of outstanding questions about what the president described as a handful of documents that were filed in the wrong place. And even though this has become a political liability for him, the president says he has no regrets that they didn't disclose these classified documents sooner because he is adamant that they are doing this by the book, saying they are fully cooperating and complying with the ongoing special counsel investigation. And the president says he is looking forward to this being resolved quickly. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be resolved quickly. And this whole business of why were they looking in the first place, as a matter of fact? You know, there's, a, there's still that is not going to be resolved. All right, here is the family of the six-year-old who shot the teacher speaking out for the first time. Victim, she's been shot in the abdomen as well as a through and through into the hand. The nation stunned earlier this month when Newport News Virginia police responded to Rich Neck Elementary School for a six-year-old who'd opened fire. The family now revealing in a statement to ABC News, our son suffers from an acute disability and was under a care plan at the school that included his mother or father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. The week of the shooting was the first week when we were not in class with him. We will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. Police say the first grader took his mother's legally purchased 9mm handgun from home and fired one round at 25-year-old Abigail Zwerner as she taught the elementary students. It, it felt like something out of a really bad nightmare. Desiree Yvette's daughter was one of the more than a dozen children in that classroom. She just, she's scared because Ms. Warner is her favorite girl. She would always say it, and for her to get shot, 
Oh my God, it doesn't know anymore. Like, who's safe and she's scared that the people she loves will get hurt. The family telling ABC News they've been cooperating with local and federal law enforcement, adding that the firearm our son accessed was secured. Police still investigating how the six-year-old got a hold of the gun and questions mounting after school leaders told parents they got a tip that the student had a weapon, even searched his backpack, but didn't find the firearm before Zwerner was shot. Terrified parents and faculty members voiced frustrations at a recent school board meeting. I send my kids to school and find myself praying to God that they will return home safely. Our students do not wonder if there will be another school shooting. They wonder when and where the next shooting will be. And we've heard the teachers back home uh, recovering. But guys, it is the issue of the school being tipped off about that student possibly having a weapon, even searching his backpack and not finding it. That really has parents there so upset, even calling for the superintendent to resign, guys. All right, Janae Norman for us. So many questions still. Now, in light of it at 123, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So we have Alec Baldwin that claims he was holding a gun and didn't go off. And then we have these parents claiming the gun was secure when it clearly wasn't secure. How could it have been secure? It couldn't have been secure. If it was secure, then the child wouldn't have had access to it. So, I I don't know, you know, it, it, it couldn't have been. Alec Baldwin, yeah, I didn't even pull the trigger. It just, uh, it just went off. Yeah. Um, it, um, what is this? Sally Field, wait a minute. Field said during a day for the upcoming Brady and Gronk commenting about dating her. (laughs) Sally Field responded to the rumor Tom Brady would date her. What? The Flying Nun? I don't know. That movie looks unwatchable. Do I really want to play this? Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. It, it Tom Brady and Sally Field could be... Said she, she cannot wrap her head around the idea she and Brady would become an item. Gronk joked on Brady's podcast he should date the 76-year-old Forrest Gump star. Apparently, Tom Brady has a crush on you, Harry Smith told Field. A Brady's co-stars, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Lita Morano. Me? I read Gronk was encouraging him to date you. Me? Wait a minute. He never... What? What? You didn't feel the vibe? No. <laughs> I'll play this. Why not? It can't be that long. All right. The movie sounds unwatchable, but... Rita Moreno. They're all in it together in 80 for Brady. A funny, spirited, emotional movie it based on impossible a to sit through. By, yep, Tom Brady. I really don't think you could do this movie without Tom being, right. you know, behind it in some way. And Brady's the only uh. thing that rhymes with 80. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, that explains everything. Yeah, great. Walked into my trailer with a with his jersey that he was going to sign to me and my knees gave out. 
but I was standing next to the well, sink. Well, your knees always give out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. No, that's Lily. <laughs> It's a story of four women who rally around a friend who has cancer. Their passion for football and a great quarterback propel them to the Super Bowl. Fortunately for them, they really are football fans. So the love of the game was not a stretch. I have three sons, so I was I was a football fan. And I learned to love it through my husband. I loved watching it with him. I still don't understand all the rules. <laughs> I still I don't think anyone understands all no, the rules. And as seasoned pros, they felt Brady's pain after Tampa's loss Monday night. So Tom may have played his last game. Why would it be his last game? What makes you say that? Well, it didn't go well. It didn't I go know. Well and he, I watched it too. Yeah. And the defense did not help him. Well, you know what? <laughs> but anyway. sometimes he's playing great with no defense whatsoever. That's the truth. So I you're saying he didn't play his best guy. game. He did not play his best game. Whatever his future holds, this group has nothing but love for number 12. And the feeling is mutual. Well, apparently Tom Brady has a crush on you. Me? The, I read Gronkowski was encouraging him to date him. Me? Just... Wait a minute. He never told me that. You didn't what? feel that He's vibe? The movie succeeds because each of these women are just so darn good at what they do. And they have the hardware to prove it. Who of you have... All right, I can't. I can't. I give up. No, I tried. I tried. No, I'm not. Too much foolishness. Too much absolute foolishness. I'm not going to see the movie. It sounds unwatchable. Tried. Just wanted to hear that part. Nope. Not... Enough of that. If I, I apologize, folks. If I were right now listening to the radio, I'd be flirting with changing the channel or turning it off. I apologize. There's a limit. There is, without question, a limit. And I, I trying to convince people to see that. And, and again, some people may actually go and see it this way. I can't even imagine. But, um, the George Santos stuff, he better not resign because, um, all right, let me just play. The Today Show had a good piece about him. And also, that's ridiculous that the Supreme Court can't figure out who leaked that material. I don't believe it. Which one should I do first? Let's do the, um, I like the George Santos stuff. Okay. And Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Congressman George Santos speaking out amid the growing calls for his resignation under fire for misrepresenting his resume. Yesterday, Santos addressed a new report that he performed in drag. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake has this story for us. Garrett, good morning to you. Hey, Craig. Good morning. Yeah, Congressman Santos has already admitted to lying about his work history and if he went to college. And he's been caught in lies about his religion and other parts of his background, too. And he's had little to say publicly about any of it. But now he's pushing back on the latest scrutiny of his past. Under investigation and under fire for a growing sea of scandals. New York Congressman George Santos now taking to Twitter to defend himself and to deny reports he performed in drag in Brazil in the late 2000s. 
Two Brazilian sources tell NBC News that this is Santos, then using the drag name Katara, seen here being interviewed at a gay pride parade in a suburb of Rio de Janeiro in 2007. Santos, now the first openly gay House Republican, tweeting that any claims he was a drag queen or performed in drag are a, quote, media obsession and categorically false. Santos also pushing back against reporting that he walked away with $3,000 raised on a GoFundMe to pay for surgery for a disabled veteran's service dog, Sapphire. That veteran, Richard Osthoff, telling NBC News that Santos charity Friends of Pets United set up the donation website. But when it came time for the surgery, Ostoff says Santos refused to hand over the money. Ostoff was forced to put Sapphire down instead. It's disgusting. It's horrible. He should be ashamed of himself, but he doesn't have shame. He does. He's a psychopath. Santos calling reports he would let a dog die, quote, shocking and insane, adding, these distractions won't stop me. But Santos faces at least five different investigations, some by law enforcement, that might. Any criminal indictment or action by the House Ethics Committee could force Santos off his newly assigned committees. And if Santos stays in Congress long enough to face voters again next year, Democrats say they won't be fooled again by his falsehoods. The election of a complete charlatan like George Santos, who's almost a caricature unto himself, should be a shock and a jolt to the system. It should be a wake-up call for the Democratic Party in New York State. One of those sources in Brazil who recognized and identified Santos was Brazilian drag queen Yula Rochard, who oh. said they met when Santos was just 17. Wow. She told NBC that she remembered him having a, quote, outgrown sense of grandeur and said that he, quote, lied all the time. She told us she was surprised when she learned he'd been elected to Congress. Craig? Our senior congressional correspondent, Gary Hayforce. Hey, the guy is in Congress. Um, that, that They failed. The Democrat Party failed to properly vet him. They should have done that, but they failed to point out, yes, the guy does seem like a pathological, like a pathological liar. Um, but why didn't that somebody drop the ball during the course of the election when they should have vetted that out and then learn that? And gotten to the bottom of it. The fact they did not do that, that's that's the failure of the individual who was challenging him for the election. Ran a lousy campaign. I mean, that's like election 101 to um, start to, you know, you want to know who it is that you're that you're running against and that obviously clearly they didn't do enough vetting now folks right now 133 i want to just get back to so i've been covering this off-duty officer officer dolan from Pawtucket, who was um trial started uh wednesday i was in court yesterday i was in court this morning so i want to um channel 12 had a good update because the the state i thought uh produced a very compelling witness that saw the officer draw his weapon and most importantly showed him not in harm's way when he fired it 
So I want to play again, and I'll comment because I was there. This is uh, the Channel 12 report. Criminal assault trial for a Pawtucket police officer charged with shooting a teenager while off-duty was today. And that officer, Daniel Dolan, says he was acting in the interest of public safety after he saw the teen speeding on the highway. Now, yesterday we heard from the now 20-year-old driver and the passengers in his car. 12 News reporter Alexander Leslie joins us live at court in Warwick with the latest from this morning's testimony. Okay, court began by finishing up testimony with one of those passengers in the car, and then the state called a Rhode Island State Police Sergeant who works in the uh, who works in the Collision Reconstruction Unit. Uh, he was asked about how police uh, were able to determine how fast each of the vehicles involved in this incident were going at the time and the accuracy of that analysis. Sergeant Adam Kennett said his analysis showed the teen driver's average speed on the highway was about 108 miles an hour, while Dolan's truck was close to. 77 miles an hour. We also heard from a passerby on the night of the incident who explains how he was heading home with his children, who, when he witnessed Dolan confronting the driver of another car in that West Greenwich pizza shop, and he says he pulled, he saw him pull his gun on them. And I knew that's exactly what it was, the movement, and I just, that's what I said to the kids. He's got a gun, and then he pulled the gun out, and I heard pop, and at that point I said, you know, we got to get away from this car. Because I didn't know what was going to happen after that. So. And where's the first point at which you saw him pull out that gun? It was when he got toward the side of that car, and he, he looked inside the car, because he was standing at the car, and whatever made him reach for it, he, he reached, reached for the back and pulled it out. And now that witness says when he saw Dolan reaching for the gun, he says the car was not moving at that point. We also got to hear his 911 call in court. I'll bring you more of that later on today, as well as what else happens in this afternoon's trial. For now, reporting live in Warwick, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. He was, um, I can't stress enough again, what a good witness this man was from Coventry, works for the Defense Department, just happened to be going by driving by at the same time when all this activity took place and he knows what he saw and he wasn't going to um he was not going to be persuaded anyway you know what another story that's kind of taken off right now is a girl asked the cumberland police test DNA and cookie for evidence of Santa Claus. Cumberland, Cumberland police said Friday they're testing DNA found on a cookie to prove Santa Claus visited the girl's house on the night of December 24th. She wrote a letter, Dear Cumberland Police Department, I took a sample of a cookie and carrots that I'd left for Santa in the reindeer on Christmas Eve. I was wondering if you could take a sample of DNA and Santa is real. It's even written on yellow paper. It's printed very nicely, I should say. Early this month, the young investigator from the town of Cumberland submitted the attached letter requesting a DNA analysis be conducted. And the partially eaten cookie and carrot remains she acquired <laughs> the morning of December 25th, 2022. Possible DNA evidence of Santa Claus, a.k.a. Chris Kringle, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, a.k.a. St. Nick, in one and or one of his nine reindeer, the release said. Chief Matthew Benson said the evidence was sent to the State Department of Health Lab for analysis. This young lady obviously has a keen sense for truth. The investigative 
process. We'll do our very best to provide answers for her. And then there's the cookie in the wrapping. Cumberland police say the girl provided them with bagged evidence. Santa Claus and his reindeer visited. Partially eaten Oreo and some baby carrots. Bite marks will be compared with dental records. <laughs> Cumberland police said they have photographic evidence of Santa Claus in town on December 24th, and they also submitted a photo. What a great story on this Friday. Oh, Channel 10 has witnessed a testifying shooting. Do they have audio on this? Oh, they do have. Okay, this is uh, 138. This is updated, again, from the Dolan off-duty Pawtucket police officer trial. This is, um, let's see. Uh, okay, I want to hear I want to hear the Channel 10 version of it. I, I know a lot of times they're kind of the same, but... All right, let me just hear the channel. Pawtucket police officer accused of shooting a teen driver who sped past him on the highway. NBC 10's Joanna Boris is like outside Kent County Superior Court. And Joanna, a Rhode Island State Police officer just took the stand. That's right, Barbara. And he was explaining how he determined the speed the Audi was going. That's the car the teens were driving in this incident. Using highway cameras and security footage from nearby businesses, a Rhode Island State Police Officer Sergeant says the Audi was averaging 108 miles per hour. The three teens in the car told police they were going to pick up a pizza. Surveillance video shows off-duty Pawtucket Officer Daniel Dolan followed the Audi into a West Greenwich pizza shop parking lot. Dolan jumps out of the white pickup truck and approaches the Audi as the driver backs up. A man driving by with his kids testified on the stand, saying what he saw on that day. I saw him reaching for his gun, and I knew that's exactly what it was, the movement, and I just, that's what I said to the kids. He's got a gun, and then he pulled the gun out, and I heard pop, and at that point I said, you know, we gotta get away from this car. Dolan has been suspended from the police department without pay. I'm telling you, that was what was devastating about that testimony is the fact it doesn't come out there, but where he places Dolan at the time that that went down. That's the part that I found, um, I believe, is the most damaging to the Dolan defense. Off of the, again, and he also he even used his his service revolver. This this did not have to happen. The guy is an anger management problem. He's a hothead, and um, but he's again he's got a great attorney. Don't get me wrong, Michael Colucci. But th- this is um, it's 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 a tough case simply because it it also just doesn't. It doesn't make sense of like, so you shot this unarmed teen. Like, why did you shoot him? Like, they did you, it's not, they didn't even like rob them or anything. Just because I saw them driving fast and I wanted them to, you know, there are certain things that they just don't make sense. Let me also hear this. This is a timeline of the. Oh, I don't know. Do we have audio of this, or is it just like a music thing? I'm not sure. I like anything to do. If you are interested in the Anna Walsh case, if you visit... Okay. Oh, it's not that long. Okay. All right, forget it. I won't bore you with it, folks. We, Juan will not bore you with it. 
That drive face charge a school zone crash that hurt six. An 18-year-old. Why would, what would, like, what is the drill? It's three o'clock yesterday on Sandy Lane. His brakes locked as he was making a U-turn. Lost control, crashed into another vehicle. He was driving in and out of traffic. It looked like it was going 80 miles an hour. On the way to the police station, he said, come on, man, I was only traveling 60, and the corner came up quick. <laughs> I think there's audio on this. Let me hear this. Charged with five. Yeah. Two kinds of. This is uh, the defendant in court. He's going to be violent injury, serious bodily injury, and three counts of reckless driving, uh, resulting in physical injury. To three other persons, two your Honor, on 1-19-2023 at approximately 3 p.m., officers responded to 333 Sandy Lane for a reported motor vehicle accident with possible injuries. Officers spoke with the suspect, who is the defendant here today, who stated that the brace had locked up on his vehicle as he was making a U-turn. He then lost control of the vehicle, a 2009 Subaru Impreza, which then crashed into a 2017 Grade Ford Escape. Officer spoke with a witness on scene who stated the vehicle was driving in and out of traffic at what he said looked like 80 miles per hour, mm. at which point the witness said he went to take a U-turn, at which point he lost control of his vehicle and crashed into the other vehicle. Ah. Officer spoke with the second vehicle operator who stated she was driving along with her grandchildren when a vehicle came out of nowhere and slammed into her vehicle, causing her to lose control. The two passengers in the suspect defendant vehicle had serious injuries and were transported to Rhode Island Hospital. The jaws of life were also used. Wow. Uh, all occupants in the victim's vehicle were transported to Rhode Island Hospital as well for injuries. Uh, the defendant was taken into custody and charged with the uh, above listed charges. Uh, while driving to the war police station, the defendant advised officers, come on, man, I was only traveling 60 miles per hour and that corner came, came up quick. And it should also, <clears throat> excuse me, should also be noted that there was a school zone and school was being let out uh, with several children in the area. Well, there is someone who should not be driving. Another good job by police. Folks, good afternoon. It's 144. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I also want to just, before our time is up, with, uh, there's, it depends on where you are. There's a little bit of snow out there. Not everyone's getting it. But the um, the odd situation. Do I have sound on this Seekonk? Dean Isabella. <laughs> on second thought, I mean, what was that all about? He's the chief of police in in Seekonk. He was with Providence. He somehow, I think, because Chief Clemens is leaving, decides. Oh, I think I'll go for that. Uh, the problem is, is that he's still, you know, he's still the chief of police in, still the chief of police in, in Seekonk. Well, now they bounced him out of there. Oh, wow. Hey, this is new. Man indicted murder charge, woman's death in Exeter. I covered that. That was, 
wasn't that last July? It was above the July 18th, Monday, July 18th. It was late afternoon. It was a light rain. I was there. Oh, you can see me in the shot. Um, unresponsive woman. That was on South County Trail. The detective said two had an argument. He admitted striking her several times with a rock. Grand jury indicted the Exeter man. He kind of looks like a Maharishi, Maharishi, so to speak. All right, what else did I um, see? Kind police. Okay, oh, I do have this. It's so bizarre. Dean Isabella, what is it? Now he wants half a million from Seacock <laughs> because he wanted to leave to pitch the Providence job. He's not getting the Providence job. And now it sounds like he's out of a job. So bad move all the way around. Again, I have nothing against the guy. But, like, what? what, what is the... Talk about, like, measuring the drapes a little bit quick. You landed a good gig in Seacock. All right, let me hear this. And hearing from the lawyer of the soon-to-be former police chief in Seekonk, this after the town voted to rescind the appointment of Chief Dean Isabella last night. Yeah, a lot of controversy around this. He is fighting back, suing the town for breach of contract. Chief Isabella's attorney talked to the night team's Leanna Folk about that lawsuit, and she joins us now live here in the studio. Leanna? Yeah, Dan Patrice, Isabella's attorney, insists the move to remove his client as police chief was unjust, and he's now ready to settle it in court. Oh. It's unfortunate it had to come to this. It's a 43-page breach of contract lawsuit. The lawyer representing Seekonk Police Chief Dean Isabella says he filed it to clear Isabella's name and reputation. I'm a decorated police veteran that did nothing wrong here. Bransky says the town, through its treasurer and board of selectmen, was unfair and unjust when it voted to rescind Isabella's appointment Wednesday night. Town Administrator Sean Cadillac previously told the NBC 10i team the decision was fueled by a directional shift in the department. The same I team report is listed as evidence in the suit. That is the only reason that we are the game on this one. The directional shift. Yes, whatever that means. He pushed back against allegations Isabella was after the top composition in Providence and reports of a cover letter found on his computer. It was never submitted. He never intended to submit it. He was putting his ducks in a room. It's nothing oh, wrong. Do you think that this was retaliation for that? Yes. Uh, I, I can't speculate as to what the town's um, motives were in doing this. We haven't been given a motive. What I can tell you is is it is absolutely in violation of his uh, constitutional rights as well as contraction. And they want the to help him. seeks damages related to the money owed on Isabella's contract, this as well as emotional ridiculous. trauma on behalf of the chief and his family. Brainsky says this is a loss not only for Isabella, but the entire Seekonk Police Department. Well, but they need strong leadership, just like any other. Uh, they want someone who wants to be and there. The town is stripped of that. I don't know about that. And we reached out to the Seekonk Town Administrator for a comment on the lawsuit and Isabella's termination, but did not hear back. Live in studio, Leanna Falk, NBC 10 News. I mean, that is just, listen, you, you want to get a new gig. Um, again, just a thought. Maybe submit the cover letter on your own stationery, not the town stationery that then somebody got a hold of. I mean, did he have his assistant? Uh, Can you um, just update my resume? 
Oh, anything going on, Chief? No, no, not at all. It's just, you know. <laughs> Dear Providence Mayor, who we also donated to. I bet, listen, we're not all idiots. I'm very interested to be. Hey, Chief, you got a minute? Yeah, sure. Come on in. Um, so you're not thinking of pitching that Providence? No, not at all. Anything else? No, all set. Okay, thank you. I am writing to you about the chief's job. Again, I I um I think he's in a tough spot, but we shall see. All right, let me um I want to check right now. Uh, I want to see if we can reach John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Our guy, my gun guy, guns, ammo, and everything you need. Competition Shooting Supplies. Let me uh, pull up our leader. And just see what he has at the moment. Oh. All right, he is getting some things, but he's having some challenges with Facebook. So we will reach out to our leader at competition. Here we go, competition shooting supplies. All right, let's see if we can get John Francis on the line. Folks, good afternoon. Careful out there. A little bit of snow, not a lot, but enough for people to then forget how to drive um, in this. So it's Friday afternoon. Depends on where you are. If you are south of, I think, Lincoln, folks, on the line with us right now, and he still may be in uh, Facebook jail, it's our friend John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the status with that? I see you posted while locked up. I received the following. Are, are you still there or are you no, able to? No, no, they let me, they let me out of Facebook jail. Oh, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> then what, if, uh, what, do we, uh, what do we have new that people may want to pop over either today or tomorrow? Um, so not a whole lot is going on this week. Um, uh, I will be posting some pics, uh, try to either later today or tomorrow of, um, uh, a couple of some uh, trade-ins. Uh, one is a, an original Ithaca 20 gauge pump shotgun, really, really nice shape. Wow. And I got an unfired Glock 10 millimeter pistol. Whoa. And, uh, Scratch that. Oh, guy already, look at that. I love that. No, you don't. Sorry, God. Look at that. Fantastic. So I, got in, I did get in some more uh, no, uh, some more 9mm uh, full metal jacket range ammo in, you know, in bulk. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah, the best deal I got right that I've had for a long, long time, a thousand rounds oh. for two ninety nine. Come on. Whoa. Two ninety nine thousand right. rounds. Is it snowing in Pawtucket or is it raining in Pawtucket? Uh it's been kind of switching back and forth. Yeah. Right now, okay. it is. It's kind of uh, it's a little of both. Little of both. All right, a little slush. And what are your hours for the rest of today? And then what are your hours tomorrow on Saturday? Uh, today I am here till uh, uh, six, and tomorrow uh, nine to four. And folks, remember if you're thinking of stopping in, and maybe you want to sell something or maybe uh, something of consignment, call John Francis at Competition, 401-727-1716 ahead of time. It's John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. John Francis, keep up the good work, stay out of jail, and we'll talk to you soon.
Thank you. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. This portion of the John DePietro Show on this Friday. Right now, it's 153 on this Friday, January 20th. I want to wish my older brother Bob a very happy birthday today. Um, it, it's uh, Folks, again, the roads, then it's not that bad. It shouldn't be that bad. But just, I, I, I'm, I'm, well, maybe I shouldn't be. Just always amazed at that it's it is actually true. People literally forget how to drive as soon as you know, whether it's the first snowflake or or whatever. I don't I don't get it. It's um I I saw a, a number of different people having problems on the road and and really I mean it listen, it's one thing you wanna slow down a little bit, but I think people just go a little bit over the head, but again, this portion of the program, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they are waiting for you. And this weekend, it's a big football weekend with uh, NFL playoffs, both Saturday and Sunday, waiting for you at the lounge. Now, let's see if we can reach the Queen of Health, Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And uh, and see, now we'll do almost do like a little bit of a weather report as well. Folks, on the line right now is the Queen of Health. It's our friend Marie. Marie, the big question, is it snowing right now on Menden Road in Cumberland or is it raining on Menden Road in Cumberland? Right now, I don't think it's doing much of anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, Marie, we are right in the thick of, uh, this is the January blahs. You're seeing people posting that they are under the weather. Someone that's either uh, coming back from the flu or COVID. What is? What would Marie recommend someone trying to get their health back on this Friday? Oh, good diet, um, lots of sleep and fluids, lots of teas um, can be really helpful. And some immune boosting things like elderberry, vitamin C, vitamin D. Vitamin D is hugely important this time of year. Now, Marie, on this raw, it's raw, raw, rainy, slushy, frozen snow Friday. If someone wanted to warm up with a unique tea and walked into It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, what would Marie recommend? One of the spiced teas would be really, really nice this uh for a day like today. It's mm. warming, got a little bit of a, a little zip to it, but very flavorful. And what about someone that's feeling, uh, because of the weather, some of their aches and pains or their joints? What about, what type of hemp or CBD products could you recommend? Yeah, I could recommend definitely the hemp um, CBD products. The You can take it orally. We have the topical, too, if there's just one or two areas. We also have the comfrey cream that can be helpful for those achy joints. Homeopathy, um, Arnica, is really helpful as well. And if you find that the, you know, like say it's arthritis, you find that it feels better once you're moving, then there's a homeopathic remedy called Roostox that can be really helpful. Folks, again, it's Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, it's Friday. What are your hours on this Friday? And what about tomorrow, Super Saturday? We'll be here till 4 o'clock today and tomorrow, um, till 5.30 today and tomorrow from 9 to 4. 9 to 4. You're the queen of health. Keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. Okay. Take care. Thank you. All right, folks. There it is. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 
Menden Road in Cumberland. Right now it's 157. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.95. Boy, I really like that story and the way the Cumberland police handled that little girl that sent them saying she had a Oreo cookie that was bitten into and um and they are, you know, wanted DNA evidence that she thinks from Santa and the the reindeer. I um I love the way that the Cumberland police they are treating that by the book and the uh, young child apparently wants um evidence of Chris Kringle Santa. So I um it's a really, really nice story. And I and I again I love the way that the Cumberland Police Department, how they followed up on that. I also see uh, Mudder's goals for 2023 involve more people, show more gratitude. He is um, he is a very good mayor, Mayor Mudder, the mayor of Cumberland, who is different than the governor who lives in Mudder. <laughs> He's just Mayor Mudder, not the governor who lives in Mudder. Um, Governor McKee, I mean, by all accounts, folks, and again, good afternoon at 158. If there's any type of updates with the Anna Walsh case, I mean, obviously, we'll, I'll bring them to you. And I really encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com. And um, I um, also, you, you would really like the... Um, the website, dipetro.com, and you can find out a lot more. So, listen, in summing up, let's see what happens, uh, some of the foolishness in Washington. In the meantime, I will be doing Facebook Facebook Live. Transom PD, PD Live episode 11 comes your way next week. Next week. And in the meantime, we're following up on some other stories. I want to thank JR and Jeff. This is John DePetro. Hey, listen, enjoy this Friday. Be careful out on those roads with a little bit of the uh, wet snow. Enjoy your weekend. We're back Monday. WNRI, Socket.